Hi guys, <laughs> I have missed you crazy. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I hope you guys are fully loaded with Jesus Christ on this beautiful day or on whatever day you are listening this to. If not, don't worry, I will pray for you. My name is Franz and guess what? I am your host. Guys, I know I have disappeared for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, a couple of days. Sorry about that. A new opportunity came and I had to give it my maximum attention. But I'm back. So let's just move forward. <laughs> so um, going forward, I will try to be more consistent as I try to juggle the two. Uh, I guess that's why there's no trailer this week as well. But it will be released on a later date. Of course, it won't act as a trailer anymore, but it will be for you guys to witness the kind of trauma my guest experienced. Um, before we get started today, I just have one announcement to make. The YouTube page is up and running, up and running. So go check out those trailers for the first episode and the second episode. Um, I have also included um, the actual episodes in case you guys prefer YouTube. Just go and search Divine Uncertainty under YouTube and you will find it. Let your friends know. Okay. Oh, oh and one more thing. Um, I would like to apologize for the first two episodes having a, let, a lot of echo. Ooh, a lot of echo. But that is all sorted. Going forward, our episodes will not be having any echoing. So... Yeah, I think that's it. This is Divine Uncertainty and let's see what we have today. So, my guest today is another close friend. And we will be touching on something heated. Gender-based violence. She is a recent friend. I think we've been friends for less than two years. But in these two years, our friendship has grown immensely. She started telling me about her past life and how her father physically and emotionally abused her mother and how that affected her as a child having to grow up painting her father as a monster and not only that but how she saw men in general as monsters the trailer kind of depicts um, a scene that happened in her life i thought to do it like that um, because i wanted you to see the trauma she endured as a child you know, South Africa has always suffered from gender-based violence. I do not think it's only starting now. I think the difference between back then and now is that women are starting to speak out, making it a conversation, a conversation that will hopefully lead to action. So my guest today is Anna Francisco Joaquim. For some, this episode might be too hard to listen to. However, I felt the need to speak about this in this podcast as the story has always been focused on the victim, which, of course, should be the case, but also not forgetting that the children who see their mothers being beat up, having to see their mothers hide their bruises, having to listen to their mothers cry all night, having to hear their mothers tell them that everything will be okay. These children are also victims as well. They suffer deeply. What they see shape them. At this moment, I'd also like to quote um, Tupac right now. I'm sure a lot of you have heard this um, quote in the recent times regarding the Black Lives Matter movement. I thought this quote qualifies for this as well. 
it says the hate you give little infants affects everybody these children are victims as well they see they hear they feel and if we the men do not stop what we are doing we will cause a disaster in the future this might be coming from just a young man like me but i hope you are all hearing me out anna is here with me she will talk about the uncertainty she faced as a child going to the bushes to go wipe her tears away and how that almost killed her inside but through the power of god the inside definitely changed How's it going? I'm good, thanks and you. <laughs> I am good. Please greet the listeners. Hi listeners out there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm going to actually jump straight into it, right? Yes. Um I think today's episode is going to be quite a heated episode and I think that's why I just want to jump into it and I do hope that the listeners out there will be touched through your story. Um Maybe perhaps tell us where you from first. Oh, originally from Originally from. Okay. I'm from Mozambique, guys. Mozambique. Yay, represent. <laughs> <laughs> so, um tell us about your childhood, right? So, the abuse has it always has it always been present from as far as you can remember or is it something that started later on? It you know, the abuse has always been there. Okay. So, um growing up very young in an abusive you know family if I may say it's not it's not an easy thing yeah so I have a younger sister it's me and my younger sister right and mm-hmm. my mom and my dad so what would actually happen okay most of the time that my dad drinks a lot okay like in those days actually he used to drink a lot and then when he comes back home mm-hmm. drunk and all that then he would cause a scene you know start shouting you know start saying so many things and then when you say oh dad you you're making a noise or something then it, it will be something very big um and then sometimes it will even lead to to him you know um fighting mm-hmm. and then it, it it ends up you know being a big thing and then he would actually physically abuse my mom mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah so so basically the abuse has always been there for as far as you can remember yeah it has always been there but it wasn't like all the time but it would happen you know most of the time yeah. whenever he would get home we know that oh when he gets home drunk oh my god so so when he was sober he was okay he was okay because my dad is this type that when he doesn't drink he's sweet konyana and all that <laughs> but whenever yeah. he would drink then it becomes a problem so uh, um we we do know that drinking alcohol does kind of allow people to bring certain maybe um it kind of like starts powering a certain emotion inside of a person and then they start doing things that they wouldn't do when they're sober so i think maybe perhaps the same with him was it was was there something that bothered him that when he was drunk it let it allowed him to to act upon that anger or act upon something that bothered him do you, do you were you able to see that from an early age so um my mom yeah. is a hairdresser right 
so she would come back from like home late from doing someone's hair. Yeah. So since he's not drunk, he's just fine, eh? fine. But then he would because he would think that my mom is actually cheating outside because she would come late and yeah. then she he would hear like a car maybe outside. It, it's came to drop her you know, off. And then yeah. When she comes back in and then oh, it becomes a problem. We have to. It's at night. We had to wake up because of you know the noise. You know and then it's starts day and then it becomes something very serious then she would uh my dad would actually start being you know okay verbally abusive yeah. and then when it when it comes to verbally abusive then it goes to the physical abuse you know so so he, he even if he was sober he would the verbal abuse was present yes so yeah when he's not when he's not happy about something or when he thinks you know, something actually happened. Well, he assumes. Yeah. Know, and then, yeah, it becomes a problem. Mm. So you told me something quite interesting, right? And I, I'm interested in what my listeners have to say about that, right? Tell us how your mother and father met. <sighs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so I once asked my mom about, you know, the relationship. So my mom was telling me her story that uh, back then, you know, in the olden days when yeah. they used to, you know, when they want, ooh, and like a man wants to meet uh, a woman, they go to the family First. and then once they get to the family, they they say, oh, okay, I want, you know, this so-and-so, I want her to be you know, my my wife or Mama Sintlini. Yeah. So it would become like that and you, you know, sometimes you don't, they don't get to know each other. You know, they just, the man comes and say, okay, this is the woman that I saw and this is who I want. And then it's just that. And then the woman has to do what? Now pack her belongings and go mm. and with that person. So, so in that whole situation, was, what, did your mother and dad actually speak before your dad actually went to your to to your mother's parents to ask for her hand in marriage. I no, I don't think so. I I don't. I and your don't. mother did not even have a choice when he came. No. I'm just trying to figure out um, how how the culture is. I don't. Is it still very much present in Mozambique? Yeah. Well, well, in Mozambique, the in in the urban area, it's 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 not that much. But in the rural area, oh, it's too much. It's yeah. too, I think it still happens nowadays because last time when I went back there yeah. to visit, mm-hmm. so you find young, young, young children, as long as they see that, oh, this, this lady looks matured, you know, she's mm. grown and all that. And then they, they start, uh, um, and a man comes and proposes, comes to the family, for example, yeah. and says, okay, this is the lady that I want. And then they go. And then all of a sudden, boom. Now they, they stay together, they have children now. So it's like, Banjani. you know, yeah. so yeah, it still happens because it's in the rural area. But yeah. Uh, yeah, as I was saying, um, I found that quite interesting. And I wanted to ask you listeners, because I, I do believe that it's still quite a tradition in many African countries. Um, so I wanted to ask you your, your view on it. Do you think this type of tradition should be broken? Or do you think there's pros um, in this sort of custom? Um, please hit me up by sending me that message. I just want to hear your opinion. Going forward, 
Um, how would you describe the type of person your mother is? Uh, my mom. Guys, let me tell you first, actually. Ada <laughs> <laughs> speaks about her mother almost all the time. And yeah. I do hope she will be able to kind of give you even just a taste of what she tells me about her mother. So, um, yeah, like, what type of, what, what type of person <laughs> is your mother? Oh, guys. Yo, my mom. Ooh, she's, she's, I don't know. Like, she's just the strong woman, you know? Though she's been through a lot, you know, in her life. But she's still, mm. I don't know where she finds her strength, but she still remains, you know, strong. You understand? Yeah. And then she's this type of person where, you know, she... You know, she, she she tries by all means, you know, to to make things work, you know, especially for, like, with us being her children, and she tries her best, to, her level best to, to provide, to do this. So yeah. I would say she's she's a very strong she was, woman. Well, you guys should actually meet her if it's possible. She is so humble and so quiet. Um, and, and how Anna describes her is just really, really amazing. Um, she can literally come up with something from nothing mm. just for her children. And it's really amazing to see. And, and she's quite firm in her faith in God. She is a lot. She is, she, it, nothing, nothing ever shakes her actually. Yeah. You know, so, um, okay. Like recently, whenever I would face something and I say, Oh, you know, mommy, this happened, you know, or this happened and all she would advise me, no. It doesn't matter, you know. No, you know those. Yeah, yeah. She's like that, so she's very. <laughs> <laughs> so you've already told us how um, the abuse started, right? Um, I remember the first day you told me about this. We we spoke about it for hours and hours, and I could not comprehend what what type of a man or what type of a species is he. Um, mind my ignorance listeners but that was me i did not understand how a man could could find happiness in another person's pain and not even just a random person you know it was it is your spouse so how could you actually find happiness in beating or abusing in what in whatever form your spouse um so i found it really really disgusting um so but I don't I know it's not it's not you that was physically abused but Anna do you do you mind perhaps detailing for us um the level of abuse that your mother went through Yeah I it's it's quite painful it's it's really painful because you know um like my mom being who she is you know yeah. she's not a person where she would be dishonest, you know, mm. she would cheat on my father or disrespect my father in any any manner, right? Yeah. So it would you know, the abuse would even come to a point. Okay, first it would be verbal abuse, right? Yeah. He would say, what 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 sort of things would he say? Maybe for example say, Oh you're useless, you know, or, or mm. this and this. So it hurts. It really hurts. Especially us yeah, you know, children having to hear your father saying such things to, to your to your mother. To your mother. Mm. You know, you're expecting your your father to be all lovey dovey, to be all sweet to your mom, but it's actually the opposite. You yeah. See? So it affects, you know, a lot. So it it will come to that point and 
obviously as children will be very very heartbroken you know yeah just sad and then um it would also come to a point where physical abuse where my mom would be beaten up you know uh, um like there is an incident that happened eh? mm-hmm. where now it was at night mm-hmm. actually so okay we we all in the house fine and then he would lock lock the door but mm. we're in the house and when the abuse starts you know you you look you you're trying to 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 take the key you wanna open so that you can run ask for help so my mom would be uh, beaten up you know physically beaten up and you seeing that it's it's not a nice thing you just you the only thing that you're thinking oh my god i need your help right now i need someone outside can anyone hear me outside can anyone hear what's actually going on you understand yeah. and then um so with me you know going through that and even even worse like uh i would try and 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 you know want to try and help my mom you know sometimes maybe say push my dad away so that my mom could you know at least stand up and then try to 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 run away yeah run for her life you know and with that with that maybe i would try and and help her mm-hmm. and then my dad would wanna say oh why why are you are you are you trying to help your mom and then he would you know try and hit you or something yeah. and then my mom always on the other end wants to help so you'd want to take the key open the door and then just go and ask for help or just run away you know somewhere safe and then you just come back home mm. you know where every when mm. everything is just okay you know? and i think it, it 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 also kind of tells us going back to the previous question the type of person your mother is um you are firstly abused emotionally and mentally and then now the physical abuse has started and you are obviously in pain i don't know if there was any scenario where she was even bleeding um but then now your own husband wants to beat your child up and in that pain you still want to protect your children mm. it it really really tells us that while your mother has firstly in, incredible courage mm-hmm. and that she is indeed a true and loving mother so tell us this has have you ever in your childhood especially had, was there any point where you started perceiving what was happening as normal like maybe other families also go through it or you were always you always knew that this what's happening in my home is not normal at all and you should stop well i i always knew if i may put it that way that you know it's not normal you know having to see especially when you see other families you know they yeah. everything looks fine you know they're just happy and and all that but when it comes to your family you know your dad would just come back home and then it drunk and then start fighting start being physically abusive to you it doesn't it doesn't for me actually it didn't look normal yeah because for me a normal family would be happy a normal family would be mm. you know all together not all the time constantly this fight this 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 no how is it for your sister for like for my sister it it would also pain because there there comes a she, like there comes a moment where um you know i would also try to help 
you see yeah. and then she's there you know you know we're all screaming no dad don't do this you know don't don't um fight don't do she would also even try to 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 actually help mm. you know yes. as young as she is yeah you understand so we would all we would wanna try and because no one no child would stand there and watch their mother being beaten up and then beaten up so bad maybe there's bruises there's bleeding and all that and then you're just standing there you 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 have to do something so we would scream we would you know want to try and help mm. tell us about the trailer because I, I i tried to depict the trailer as much as possible to how it actually happened in a mm. well how you explained it to me um so basically in simple terms tell us about the night you ran away from home Okay, so, um, yeah, there was an incident that happened, right? As I've explained before, like, that incident, it's actually what actually happened, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, there, there was war in the house. Yeah. Me trying to escape, you know, trying to escape so I can run away. And I think there was a point where my dad chased me around or something i think he wanted to hit me with something you understand mm. so chasing me around chasing me around and yeah i think that's what happened right and then uh uh because of the war because of the the, the abuse and all that then i decided to just um run away yeah you know? just run away and i ran it's it's so amazing you know you 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 you're running for your life it's at night you're supposed to be what, scared. What, what time was it? it? Like, it would... What? Is it morning hours? Maybe after midnight wow. or something. Yeah, or before midnight, but it's at night. So you just run, run. The only thing that comes in your mind that, you know, I just want to go far away before my dad chases after me and finds me and maybe does something to me. Just running away, running, running, until you get to... A safe place you understand so Same. i would go to someone that i don't even know a place that i know the place but people that i'm not even used to them so i would knock and say knock i just need a roof over my head and that is it so i would go there sleep at their home not even thinking oh maybe they would even do something you understand yeah but just thinking of you know i just want to be far away i just want to be safe you understand yeah and Imagine me being here. Imagine what is happening there. Back there. You understand? And the worst thing is that, you know, you know people that abuse you emotionally or physically, ne? Mm -hmm. uh, um, they come, they come back to you, right? And then they, they ask for forgiveness and you, you just have to say, okay, it's fine. I forgive you. And then boom, again, happens again. The same thing. The same thing. Ish. Yeah. Yeah, it was heated. Mm. It was it was really heated. I know there were there were days as well where you would it would be so much for you that you would decide to walk. Not even thinking about your safety first of all, because when you told me this thing, I was like, why is she not thinking about her safety? Because we 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 cannot run away from the fact that the the the, the statistics of rape in South Africa is quite high. And the area that you lived in during the time is is not safe. It's not safe even to this day. Um, but you would walk 
um, and go to the bushes in the middle of nowhere and just sit and cry and pray. Tell us, how was that for you? What was even going through your mind, putting yourself, where you're not even thinking that, that there's a possibility that I might be mugged, I might, something might happen to me, or maybe you were just saying to yourself, my life does not matter, or what was happening through your mind when you were actually going there? So, you know, when you're going through something, or pain, right? So the only thing that comes in your mind is the pain. You don't really think of anything else. Oh, it's not safe. It's not safe. No. But the only thing that comes in your mind that right now I'm hurt and what I need is what I need. You understand? Yeah. So um, with with another incident again that happened, mm. now it's, it's no longer at night, but now it's now day. And my dad was not drunk. That he was just fine. Yeah. So I don't know what they were fighting for in the house, and then it led to I don't know. My dad kicked my mom or pushed my mom. You see. Yeah. So um, I I tried to tell him, oh, mommy, just go. You know, go and leave because you know when you just fed up. You, yeah. You know you're like uh, you we can't go through this again. You understand? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like no leave, just go and so my dad got angry that why would i tell my my mom to leave why i'm the problem now that i am the one that's actually you know the problem busy telling my mom things and you know mm. whatnot. and so my dad um um he slapped me mm. right then i just left i i didn't know where my mom went right yeah. so i left then i sent my mom a message that okay this is what happened right then I, I went, not thinking of my safety, oh, it's not safe, it's not this. I just thought about what just happened, you know, the, the pain or, you know, in your mind. And I'll go, I went to this random place, the bush, got there, I cried, I cried to God, my God, this is what's happening, you know? Mm. This is what's happening, you're just crying to God. And then afterwards, you know, I don't know what happened there, but after crying, I just felt this peace in me. <laughs> and then I just left and my mom sent me a message. After sending a message, then I went to where she was then. Yeah. Did you have anyone to speak to during the... Because you're saying right now that you would go to this random place, right? Mm -hmm. And speak to God, but did you have anyone physically to speak to to help you through what you were saying because because like i can't i can't i'm pretty sure there's these millions of youngsters out there that are going through the same situation um and perhaps they don't even want to tell anyone because we have we we have such the structure in our mind that if we were to speak about something then we're going to be exposing our family's problems and and what so and what so, um, it's 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 almost defined as betrayal if you were to do so. So was it like that for you, or did you have somebody to speak to? I wouldn't say uh, I had someone that I would speak to. Yeah. Because for me, for me to be open, right? Mm -hmm. For me to be open to someone, it would be, it would be hard. You understand? So I would actually talk to God. You know, yeah. talk a lot about it. But 
at some point some things I would maybe ask for an advice from from uh, like the the church that I'm that I'm currently in from a past or something just an advice but not the whole thing I understand yeah. but just specific things and so I would actually you know talk to God about it so it's not quite easy you know to actually be a person who uh, other people maybe they would be afraid that oh what if they they find out that i i spoke about um my family oh now they know the secrets they know what's going on in, in, in you know yeah. in the house and all that it's not easy actually <laughs> opening up to someone it's a, l- a lot of things go through your minds out. Mm. Um, you you okay? You already told me that your father has um, laid a hand on you, right? Has he laid a hand on your sister? On my sister, no. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's good. So, um, I look at you now, right? Um, well, in this few months one year and a few months that we've been friends right and i think i've even told you this before that when i look at your younger sister you know i see so much innocence so much fragility um but when i look at you i see something completely different like literally the opposite i see this hard rock when when you see um or when you come across especially men when you come across them you already have this it's like you just change mode and you start being analytical about things, um, almost questioning why is this man talking to me, and stuff like that, you know? And also besides that, but when also somebody is, is, is perhaps talking to your little sister, um, the same type of mood comes. Um, it's like you almost have this overpowering protectiveness over your little sister and even to your mother, especially when you think um that somebody's taking over uh, taking advantage over them so would you think that was caused by what happened with your father and how does that affect you to operate currently in your life um yeah so <laughs> because because i i think i even told you right that um when, when you don't understand what's happening I warn you with your faces. <laughs> she she has this listeners. She has this face that I don't. She I I tell her about it all the time, but she doesn't seem to understand what I'm saying when I do tell her. But she she does this face when she doesn't un, when she doesn't understand what you're doing. When she doesn't understand why you're even talking to her about it. Mm-hmm. So I I really wanted to hopefully get to the root of why do you have that face? Because I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, but. It even happens when the pastor at church talks to you. <laughs> <laughs> and and pastor will be asking some, some random thing, perhaps, but because you already have probably like a certain view of men, maybe, the mode <laughs> comes over. So, yeah, like, tell us about how has your father affected that or... Yeah. I wouldn't say he he affected that in me. Yeah. But at some point because of um me growing up in 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 that type of family, abusive, you know, family mm. that my dad, you know, physically abused my mom and all that. Yeah. So, I would say 
now I have this mentality in my mind that, you know, because my mom went through a lot, you understand? Mm -hmm. And my younger sister also went through a lot. We actually went through a lot, you understand? Yeah. So I, I tend to be so protective over them. Yeah. You know, that I don't want anything. Anything. Nothing. And she means that literally. <laughs> she so, means that literally. I remember you also told me something about, um, I don't remember the, the, the story exactly, but um, you felt as if some lady took took advantage over your mother. And you called her immediately. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it's, it's not even just with men, but with people in general yes, yes because i know that my mom and my especially i would say my my sister she's as you said yeah she's fragile you understand and my mom is humbled you know she's sweet and i i'm more of you know um um that you know i if i don't want something i i don't want this mm. so i don't want anyone that comes in especially when they don't know who my mom is or who my younger sister is yeah and then they come and take advantage of of that i just my mood just changes you know because yeah. I'm, I'm that protective over them it's i think because it's um and because of what happened you know yeah and i'm thinking that oh they went through a lot you understand and no one no one would understand so i don't want anyone to take advantage of them so you've you've basically assumed responsibility over you know the to to sort of like protect their emotions you understand yeah because you don't want them to go through something similar or a pain or oh, yes. yeah and also in terms of um, me frowning <laughs> <laughs> you, like whatever i meet men you know when you because you you had a father that's abusive ne? yeah so you think to yourself oh, um like now you think i'm thinking to myself that i don't want this this relationship you know i, mm. I don't want an abusive relation that is why i'm always always um you know the word cautious ne? i'm yeah. always cautious of, of of anything you know so any man that comes towards him like watch your story you know i always listen to what they say in in my mind i'm like mm, no you understand so it's it's almost like an automatic reaction to that it's not even something that you tell yourself okay i'm going to analyze this person it just happens automatically yeah especially you know when you you, you just mind what they say Mm. You know, once they start speaking in, in certain manners, you're like, I, I know, this is, you know. Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm being selfish by this, but I'm just now asking myself, how did then we become friends? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, 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 you tell, you, you tell us that um, when you went to the bushes, right, the you would pray and a sense of peace came to you, right? So I, from that, I'm already assuming that from an early age, you already knew that God existed. You know, he was, he's, it's always, it's always been quite clear to you that God existed. But when did he become real to you? Because I think it is important for us to understand how you were able to overcome these emotions that you were going through. Um, yeah, like detail for us when that realness that now actually I have a relationship with God mm-hmm. happened, that whole process. So, um, yes, I always knew that God exists. Yeah. So, um, 
because I knew that God exists. You know, you there's a difference between you knowing and you actually knowing that he exists. <laughs> yeah. So I knew that he exists. I knew that the Bible exists. I knew that the church, you have to go to church. So I would go to church, fine, and do whatever that I mm. need to do in church, right? Mm. And then it came to a point where I moved from the previous church that I was and then I came to another church. Then I got to understand that, you know, no, you know, the, you know, yes, it's the same God, but... You know, the way I got to understood to understand him, yeah, it, it was actually different. Yeah. Then I started, you know, when you start reading the Bible, now you get to understand. And then bit by bit, you know, God speaks through you in your mind. Mm. And then you get to connect with God. Yeah. You know, and then when you face certain problems, then through the word of God, he would actually guide you. He would comfort you, you understand? But previously, I wouldn't, you know, yeah. It's just okay. God exists, but the Bible wasn't my thing, you know. Um, the I would just go to church if I may say. But now, because I understand, and you see, so I built that uh, relationship with God, mm. you know, to to a point where you know, whenever I would face anything, any situation, then I know, ah, my God is here. You know, I just run to God as a child, <laughs> run to God, and then He would just be there, you know. So which which verses would you say helped you? So I wouldn't say it helped me, but it's my favorite verse. <laughs> favorite verse. So it says if 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 I remember you know nicely it says that come to the throne of God with confidence, right? Yeah. And knowing that he will he will help you in times of need, like when you when you need something, he will help you. Right? Yeah. So most of the time, when we um, um think that we are nothing, or we think that we are low, or we think that oh I'm facing so many things, you understand, and we forget that we can actually come to God with confidence, being who we are, the way we are, not pretending towards Him, mm. but coming to Him, and then. Being yourself with confidence. It says with confidence, not with shameless, because he understands us better than anyone. Yeah. So when you come to God, just as you are with that confidence, and you tell him your weaknesses, you tell him everything that you're going through, and then he's he's going to help you in times of, of that trouble that you're going through. <laughs> and then he, he will be there when you need him. Mm. All right. Thanks for telling us that. Um, so I have met your father a couple of times. <laughs> I've met your father a couple of times. Um, I say praise God that we see him coming to church. Mm -hmm. um, but now, according to your viewpoint, how would you describe your father now? Do you ha have you perhaps maybe formed a relationship with him? Like, what's different? Because I do know that you don't, your mother doesn't stay with him anymore. Um, but like, how would you describe your father now? Because when we are not close, yeah, me and my dad, we're not close, mm. right? But I would describe him as a person that, um, I would say it's a, it, a little, a little bit. I would think he, he he's trying to to be better or change yeah some sort, but but I haven't really you know seen it yeah really. seen it you know because mm. we don't really stay together we're not really you know I don't see him 
most of the time, you understand? Mm-hmm. But since I see that, okay, he comes to church once in a while, so I would say, oh, okay, maybe, you know, yeah. God will do something there, you understand? Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't know if he he's still the same or he's he's you know changed understand what i mean yeah so would you would you assume responsibility and i and i know it's not fair for me to ask you this question but would you assume responsibility to try and um and make a relationship with him i i i would because you know it's necessary you Mm -hmm. understand so you being you the the, the different person that for the, you you claim to be you understand so you need to be able to make that effort yeah you know, to 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 you know build that relationship with, mm-hmm. with him you understand what i mean yeah and and like if if it if god willing you see mm-hmm. then we would start a relationship and be close to my like be close to my dad you understand yeah. and then for to to guide him and to lead him you know in in a way because he, i understand that he's he he done he's he has done so many um bad bad things in the past and all that mm-hmm. but somewhere somehow in my heart you know it sort of like feels pity for him you know yeah. feels you know a bit of yeah, that in in my heart, you know. To because say, after all, he is your father, right? You know, you understand, he is my father. So I can't just say, oh no, because you 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 made us go through so much. Now you just need to, I uh, just play very far. You understand? So there there is a bit of that to say, oh, you know, my dad. You understand? So. So. Again, <laughs> I I'm also sure it's fair for me to ask you this question, but. Why didn't you guys, especially during that past period, why didn't you lay charges against him? Why did you continue staying with him and not going to to the cops? As I told you before, that he would come and apologize, right? Mm. I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, people on the outside, they look remorseful. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to change. I'm not going to do this anymore. And then you would forgive them. Mm. And my mom would just say, okay, forgive you then then he would repeat again oh please forgive me then life goes on you understand what Mm. i mean so i would i would think that as for my mom she didn't have that that strength and the courage for her to actually say you know what enough is enough i've had it you understand Mm. you know because women nowadays uh, not nowadays like women they tend to be to think that no uh, okay no i can't do this because i'm doing this for my children you know, yeah. so if I do this, yo, how am I gonna, you know, survive? What is gonna happen? What's next? Mm. Wednesday? My they children are have, gonna be fatherless. Yes, mm. They always have this fear that you know, no, um, okay, I'm here, I'm here in this relationship because why? Because of my children. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. You should not. Yes, your children, they need you, but you can't stay in a in a um physical abusive relationship. You understand? Just because you're thinking of. Oh, my children are here. Now I need to stay. You understand what mm, I mean? If, mm. if, if like you have to, uh, if, if a thought comes in your mind that, no, you know what, you have to leave. You understand? Yes, you're thinking of your children, but it's better off that you, 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 you're gone. Né? And, yeah. unlike being in, in, what if something worse would have happened or you would have, 
You understand what mm. I mean? So, no, I understand. Mm, so, so I would say that maybe she she had that, she never had that courage or that, you know, to to. But but now you your your mother doesn't stay with your father anymore, right? Mm. So um so there was a point where enough was enough. When was that? Like not necessarily when, but like, how did that happen? So, um, we we, it happened when it was recently actually, not long ago. Mm-hmm. Right? When my mom said, oh, "Enough is enough. I can't deal with this anymore." And me being being a daughter and being the way I am, I'm like yes, mom, you know, you can't be staying in a relationship that's so abusive, you know. If 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 daddy wants to change, then it's better off he makes his changes on his own and then he thinks about everything and, you know, yeah. you understand? Mm. So with my mom, she came to a point, you know what, enough is enough. I can't do this anymore. And then we finally moved and then we left him. But it was a struggle. It wasn't that easy, actually. <laughs> it wasn't, I remember the time where we... um um I think he locked... He locked the, the house or something, ne? Mm-hmm. So we had to go then ask for 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 someone to break the the wow. mm-hmm, so that we can take our things and actually move. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. And go. You understand? So it, it was yeah, it was bad. It was tense. But it had to be done. It just had to be done because you know when you come to a point that you say, oh enough is enough. I can't deal with this anymore. I just it just yeah happened. So your mother's much better though, right? Yeah, she is much better, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So I started this episode um, detailing that children um, facing similar situations as yours are victims as well, right? So if there's a teenager out there listening to this podcast, um, or even not a teenager, but a child that's listening to this podcast facing this similar situation... And they do not know what to do. You know, I've said that there's quite a lot of people that when certain things do happen in their households, um, they do not want to expose them because they feel as if it's betrayal. Um, they don't want to hurt their mother. They don't want to hurt their family. Um, but how would you advise them to overcome such a situation? Okay. I would say, it first of all, yeah. because many people have... As I've told you before that many people have the knowledge, ne? but they yeah. don't have the understanding, you see. So I would say because I went through it, it's not easy to actually go through, um, you know, being in a, in a, in a family where it's, there's abuse, there's all that. Obviously, you're going you're gonna to be hurt ne? emotionally, you're going to be hurt, you know, you're going to, others even become, they don't become themselves because of what's actually going on. But what I would advise them is that, you know, there's God, you know, there's God, people, there is God. Go to God, you know, tell him your your deepest, you know, darkest, you know, your sorrows and all that. Sometimes you think, ah, God won't, he doesn't, you know, why should I tell God what I'm going through? I mean, he sees everything that's going on. But people don't get this, that with God, though he sees what's going on though he hears what's going on but what he wants is for you to actually pour out your soul to him you understand for him to for you to tell god what you're actually going through and once you do that he will he will then come you know and 
discomfort you you know take away it's it's not gonna be easy for like you know just like that oh in one day now you're fine everything is fine no it takes time you understand mm. it takes time but with you doing that constant thing you are removing that um hurt you are removing the the pain that is in you and you're pouring it all onto you're casting all that burden onto him exactly and also um in terms of forgiveness maybe people out there and and unable to forgive out there always remember that yes it's not easy to forgive I don't want to lie to you. I wouldn't say that. Yo, it's it's the easiest thing to 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 forgive. It's not easy to forgive. It's really not, especially when when you have to see that person that actually hurt you, you know, mm-hmm. and you you remember everything. You know, it, it's like it takes you back and say, oh, this this person did so and so to me, and for you to see, it's like you have this this hate. Yeah. You know, for that person, you you understand what I mean. Mm. But you need to, we need to learn that at the end of the day, we need to forgive because the moment you forgive a person, you are letting go, isn't it? You are yeah. you are letting it go, and by you letting it go, you gonna see yourself being free on the inside. Yeah, you know, though, um, like if I may say, like uh, uh it's like you. Um, okay, let's say I don't forgive you, right? I don't forgive you. Who Who is it hurting? Is it hurting me or is it hurting you by me not forgiving you? It hurts me because yeah. like, I'm the one that's carrying all of that in on the inside. But the moment I, I try to let go, but, but, but don't think of it now, me forgiving, I need to forgive. Like, yo, boom, it's now I'm, I've forgiven you. It's, it's something that, that, what can I but by but you start uh, you know forgiving the person you start doing this start doing that you know just to let go even uh, uh, faith you know faith the bible says that faith is the substance of things that is hopeful that you can't see yeah? mm-hmm. so with with that if i may say that in order for you to forgive just believe that you've forgiven the person just believe so and program your mind exactly baby. You know, just program your mind that you know what I've forgiven this person. You know, whenever the thought comes, no, I know I have forgiven this person. I have, when you do that, and also when you pray for that person, ne? Mm. pray that it, it's not easy to pray for someone, uh, someone that has hurt you. Say, um, bless them, but by you doing that, you you without you knowing it, you're actually removing the pain on the inside, you're removing that unforgiveness bit by bit on the outside. But you say, my God, I bless this person. My God, I forgave this person. By you doing that, eventually, when, when, maybe let's say, the for example, the following month, you just say, ah, now I can, you know, talk to this person. It's not because uh, it happened overnight, you know, but mm. because you, you understand. You just, and, and it's not also kind of like necessarily saying you should be close to the person mm-hmm. again or you should be close to the person at all but just a matter of you being the person that you're supposed to be a clean healed person mm-hmm. hmm. i <laughs> <laughs> so um uh yo 
Anna is not a social media person, guys. Let me <laughs> let me first warn you. Yes. Let me first warn you. She's not a social media person. I have a, like I, for her to have an Instagram page, I asked her to have an Instagram page. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked her because she doesn't ever go there. I think how many pictures did you post? You posted one. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe at least two. <laughs> <laughs> So, where can people find you? And don't tell us your Instagram page because you don't go there. <laughs> but like, wait, if if especially because um, a lot of you might be asking why do I ask them where can people find them? But it's for um, I do appreciate people asking me questions about a specific episode. But for for stories like this, where um, we're going to have maybe quite a few listeners that have gone through, you know, such a similar uh, situation. And perhaps maybe we didn't touch on a specific point that they wanted us to touch on. This kind of provides that platform platform for them where they could easily go on Facebook and find Anna and then send her a message and th- the conversation can start from there on. So, yeah, I just wanted to give that context. Yeah, well. So, yeah, where can people find you, Anna? Okay, definitely not Instagram. Definitely not Instagram. Yes. So Facebook, you yeah. can find me there. So you can just search for Anna Tracking. Okay, let me spell for them this time. It's fine. <laughs> I, I will leave it on the description yes. thingy, my baba. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming, Anna. Um, I know this was probably not easy for you, mm-hmm. um, but it is your testimony. Um, testimony of your life, of the power of God who, who died for us to set us free from the pain. Um, so we praise God for you. We thank God for you, and we thank Him that um He's healed you from this thing, so that you can help others that have gone through a sim- similar situation. So thank you. Do you have any last words, perhaps, that you want to say <laughs> to the <our> listeners? <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is that I I I just hope that you know. Only as well. Yeah, um, I think um, we'll pray for um, everyone that's going through um, a similar situation and know that God loves you. Um, Anna mentioned quite um, amazing points for to help you to overcome. Um, and I do know quite a lot of you have also this mentality that um, I do pray, but I feel as if God is not listening to me. So, but what I would say is send a DM, send that message to Anna and then we can take it from there on. Okay. I think why I'm saying this, I would love to jump deep, but we have unfortunately run out of time. But yeah, thank you for joining us, Anna. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) This part of the episode is where I share a missing person case. And I said in the previous episode that I do not know anybody close to me that has gone missing. And because I do not know anybody, I do not know the pain, but I can imagine it being very painful. And with that said, I I would like us to think of the people that are going through this, the family members that do not know where their child is, they do not know where their friends are, and put that in our mind and pay real attention to all the details that I'm going to say right now. Um, and even going further by 
going to do your own research so that you can make a proper conversation out of this because you never know it might help out so the missing person that i'm covering today is Mari ostbo a norwegian student she is supposed to be 22 years old this year she went missing on wednesday 18 april 2018 she was last seen um, on the beach in the coastal town of Sedgefield. The last group of people to see her were a group of international students she was traveling with. She was wearing a white shirt and blue jeans. She has blonde hair and blue-gray eyes. Please, guys, go to my social media Instagram page, France underscore to be. Go familiarize yourself with that picture. And if you may have seen her or know any information relating to her whereabouts, please contact the cops on 044-302-6600. Or there's even an organization called the Pink Ladies. Please, you can also contact them on 072-214-7429 or on 083-378-4882. Let us make it a conversation. And I repeat, you never know it might lead to finding her. I think gender-based violence is becoming a norm. I do not know the intensity in other countries, but here in South Africa, you hear about a case daily. In conclusion, the uncertainty of someone being with someone that might kill them or hurt them should not even be an option. But unfortunately, it is the case. So if you are with someone like this, I would like to talk to you about the beauty of vulnerability. Of course, I'm no specialist, no counselor, no psychologist, but talking about it might help you get out of the situation. So speak to a friend, speak to a family member, anybody. It might be a scary thought about what will they think about me? They'll consider me weak. Or perhaps you might even think, geez, so many people die every day because of this. But here I am still here. They will consider me stupid. So many thoughts may travel your mind. But please, talk. Ignore all of those thoughts that might travel your mind and talk. Others is not even a matter of what other people will think of them, but rather what people will think of their partner, that they will consider them monsters that need to be beat up. This might be you, trying to protect a person that is hurting you all in the name of love. Yes, love, because you say, but I love him. I love her. Truth be told, you might love them, but they do not love you and you need to run. So talk. Why I say talk, it's because you might not have the courage to leave, but you might find courage in others. You might not have the strength to lay charges, but others will help you with that. You might have the fear that, oh, if I report him, he will kill me. But others will do it for you. So the beauty and vulnerabilities that you expose, what you are going through, and through that, you might just receive help. So talk, speak out.
Another thing I would like to say to those that know someone being abused. Proverbs 31 states, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. So guys, we do not want our friends and family members being added to the stats. Let's help those that cannot help themselves. Most of us can never really understand the reason why people continue being in such relationships. But let us not focus on that, but rather focus in ensuring that we kill the violence against our fellow friends and family members. Help them. And once you do, you would have saved a life. When they come and talk to you, do not turn a blind eye and say, this is not for me, ain't my business. It becomes your business the minute you hear or see it. Let us fight against gender-based violence. That's it from me, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting this podcast. You know, um, I've been gone for a couple of days, but I don't know how, but these numbers keep on growing. And it can only be through your sharing um, of episodes, sharing of the podcast itself. You know, so I'd really like to say thank you for supporting this podcast. Um, When I started this podcast, it was started on the basis that I would like to play my part in helping somebody out there. So you sharing these episodes or sharing this podcast really means a lot. Um, Today's episode was quite a heated and long one, but you listening to it to the end also means a lot to me so thank you thank you guys thank you my listeners it really really means a lot and remember if you like me to discuss anything specific or even be a guest send me a dm on my instagram handle france underscore legacy to be or send an email to divine uncertainty 2020 at gmail.com um i do know there's a couple of dms i haven't responded to but i will do my best to respond to those dms as soon as as possible i will also leave my details on the description thingy my bob and i know this might be quite irritating to listen to in each and every single episode but apple users please please give this podcast a five star rating i know how it sounds but think about it this way when you go out and maybe look trying to find something to listen to you're most likely going to listen to somebody that has Something rather that has um, high ratings. So that's the same mentality that I'm placing on this. Um, that if you give those five star ratings, people, more people are going to start listening to it. So please, guys, if you're not happy with something, rather send me a DM or an email and I will do my best to fix it. So that's it from me. This is Franz, your host. And remember, there is certain uncertainty about tomorrow. But above all, there is divine uncertainty when your faith is based on God's appointed time. Let us learn, love, and laugh together. Speak to you on the fourth episode coming up soon. Oh, actually saying that just reminded me of something. (laughs) Wait, guys. So, as I've said, a new opportunity has come about. So, I cannot promise that every second Friday there will be an episode released. But what I can promise is... um, Each and every single chance that I do get to record an episode, I will definitely do so. Which also means that an episode can be posted on any day. So please go click those notification buttons. And when an episode is coming through, obvious, you're going to receive a notification. 
So again, I repeat, let us learn, love and laugh together. Speak to you on the fourth episode coming up soon. <laughs> Bye.